Good morning, everyone. We're 30 moms. 30, gosh, I screw it up every single time. We're 30 minutes. 30 moms. Dad and a young bachelor. I have moms on my mind, apparently. Well, I'm Amanda Sharp. Andrew Lang. Aaron LaDuke. And maybe you guys should take the intro away from me next week. <laughs> this is gold. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of it. But it's because you're on that mom's podcast that's awesome that and blowing podcast. up. Thanks. Yes. It's, it's actually doing very well. We're excited about that. I don't want to like... Can, can we I plug like, that a little bit? Can I plug it? Like, I definitely want to plug oh. it if you guys are okay with that. So yeah, two of my girlfriends and I, um, we did a podcast. And basically, I want to say it's more of a business, an, an entire business of bed moms in business. And it's basically a podcast slash group that's directed towards working moms. Um, and we, we love it. Struggles and struggles, triumphs, you know, and just overall, like the, the, the many things that are on our plate that make, especially during 2020, during this COVID world, a little difficult for parenting. Do you ever have, uh, uh, any guests on the show? Yes, we do. Um, it has to be the right guest for the right topic. We did just do one um, with my sweet friend, Marta, who is from Texas. She's a military spouse that I met while we were stationed at Fort Bliss. She's amazing. She's a chef. She's a cook. She's just everything. Like She's perfect. So that's her business? She, yeah, she is perfection. Cool. And we actually spoke about um, race and how that has affected her as a woman of color in the business world, also as a working mom. And it was really, it was a very heavy topic, but it really opened my eyes to a lot of avenues and a lot of hurdles that um, can come from it or not come from it. And one of the things that like really blew me away was, because it seems crazy in 2020 that there's still like truly, even if we don't call it racism, there's still things that just come with being a person of color. And one of her things, like for her particular business, how she's affected is because she is, She's a melting pot of a lot of stuff. Um, she's just, she just is. And so they'll try and lump her with Hispanic food because of her, her race or comfort food because of her race where she's actually basically trained in like French cuisine. <laughs> so she, she can do a lot of things like that, but that's immediately where they want to place her because of her authenticity. And so it was, there's a lot of hurdles that we didn't know about. So it was fascinating. Um, and that was over an hour podcast just because we could not pick her brain enough during all of it. Yeah, it was really neat. So we do, we, we just recorded our fourth podcast yesterday and it was fun. So we're, we're well on the way. And statistically, I was very fascinated. So I'm looking because of our podcast too, you know, I like to look at like podcast statistics and stuff. And you are in the 50 percentile if you have like over a hundred podcasts. You're in the 20 percentile of podcasters if you have like over like 200. And I thought that was fascinating because we're well on our way, guys. How many when do you drive? What? How many do we have so far? We have, I think this would be our like 23rd or 24th episode. So we're halfway there almost. Heck yeah. in that 50 percentile. When does the bad, bad moms of business or in business, excuse me, when does that podcast drop? That drops, good question. That drops Thursday mornings at 5 a.m. Yes. The witching hour. The witching okay. hour. That's not um, much now. I, 3 a.m. 
So Danielle Monahan and Bridget Robertson are the other gals on the podcast with me. And Bridget is a podcaster. She listens to them. Like I listen to my like old Pandora stations. So she, I rely very heavily on her, her thoughts on that as a business because she, she knows the schedule. Big consumer. Consumer, which is really fascinating. So I'm learning a lot um, with doing that particular podcast just because it's a little bit different than the objective is a little bit different. So of course it's different than the one that we do. We just talk because we like to talk with each other and hopefully people find us entertaining. (laughs) Well, you're all very smart and very entertaining women. And I think you guys are going to do very well. You're off to a great start. Thank you. Keep it up. Well, thanks. I totally didn't expect to talk about that today. So thanks for that plug. I appreciate it, guys. Um, But what I wanted to talk about today, obviously, we're not going to talk about like the results or anything like that because we don't know them. (laughs) I'm refreshing them. If you keep seeing me look to the right, I'll be left on your screen. But the election, please keep doing that. So if he's looking, it's not that he's not paid attention to our podcast. He's looking for up-to-date information on the election because I'm on the edge of my seat personally. But AJ... You, sweet baby, voted in your first presidential election, and I just think that's so sweet. Tell me and all he, about it. And he Snapchatted from the line. Ah, oh, not to me. So he did, he did to me. What was that? Yes, did he Snapchatted to me? I'm jealous. <laughs> so we all decided to go as a family because ah. my mom and my stepdad's uh, job decided to close their stores until I believe ten or eleven. Uh, So every employee can go vote. So we all decided to go early. I think we got there at eight o'clock. The line was pretty long. We waited outside for about an hour. At least the weather Um, was nice for everyone here, at least locally in Michigan. What time did you get in line again? But we got in line about eight o'clock. About eight, okay. And then I think I got inside at about nine and I was done voting at about 9.30. We were all done. What time do they open the polls at your location? You know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. <laughs> and just for our viewers, like we all live it, not in a highly populated area at all. Like I, I dare say, I don't want to use the word rural because we're not like super, super rural, but we are. So our polling stations are never like that. So the fact that you were even in a line is quite remarkable, um, especially for an hour. Yeah. I mean, it was moving fast, but that just shows you how many people were there. Mm -hmm. And I know like we had to social distance a little bit, which is going to cause the lines to be a little closer. But honestly, I don't think we were doing the six foot distance where I was, but it was, it was a nice comfort zone. Like, man, if people just stood this far away from people in general, even non-COVID, I'm okay with that. See, my stations were, it was just a big round table with like a divi- four dividers. So there was four like stations there and sure. they were using all four stations. So you were really close to each other, but I mean, you had like a divider, but even in line, no one was really doing six feet. I kept yeah. my mask on, so I kept my nose warm. <laughs> it was, I would say it was, it was a safe three foot, but definitely not a six foot for me. I would agree with that. Yeah. But I mean, it's the same as you would go to the grocery store standing in line. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean, that's what I, I really don't understand with this voting thing is like, 
you go to the grocery store, it's the same thing as voting. I agree. And I that's agree. just my opinion. I, I mean, I can, I think this year's election has opened the door to more people actually doing the absentee mail-away voting. Um, it's not for me. I get great satisfaction feeding my ballot into that machine. Mm -hmm. It's a sticker. I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the sticker. Mm -hmm. you, you sticker people. I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> I always do absentee. I always drop it off. I never mail it in, but sure. I always drive and I drop it off. And uh, I love it because there's always some curveball on the ballot that I don't know enough about. And I want to be able to pull up like Ballotpedia or whatever and do my homework. It actually was cool this year. I don't know if this will give me trouble or not, but like my niece was really curious about it. So I kind of showed her the instructions and stuff and how you fill it out and kind of how I go about things when I want to do my research on it. So I, I guess you could take your phone out at the polling station, but with the line behind you, I don't feel like I would feel rushed. I always felt rushed. So I just want to be informed. And again, you're not going to know every name on the ballot. You can do as much research ahead of time as you can, but mm -hmm. I just like having the ballot and the internet and figuring it out then. And then I, again, I, I've always dropped it off. Mm -hmm. And we're, you're not allowed to use your cell phone when you're actually at the like. See? So how are you gonna do thing. your? And I was I was actually thrown off by a couple, um, personally. So I I hear you next time because I didn't go with Marcus this time. That's a whole different can of worms. It's all about so you, right now. Hey Marcus, how are we going on this one? I, so I'm not joking, but back to you, AJ. I'll get to that in a second. Um, so how did you feel like filling in that bubble, like for the president of the United States? You know, it was it was very interesting. And that brings me up to a point. Um, one of my friends, she didn't go vote. And I it, I was like, I, I actually, I don't want to say yelled, but I had, a, I, I sent her a Snapchat and I was like, it was a you stern know, snap. It, it was, it was, and it, it was <laughs> a from the heart. And I was like, I think everyone should go vote because we've had men and women die for our right to vote. We yeah. have fought for years for our right to vote. And there's people to this day trying to take our, take away our right to vote and to keep our right to vote is to use it. So I, that's why I think everyone should go vote. And I told her that, and she's like, well, you do really think you make a difference? I go, yeah. Um, I think this election is the perfect example of how it's making a difference. I mean, we are, I don't think anyone's surprised by the states that are in limbo right now. It's just showing like how tight the races actually are. And I don't know the recount rules, but some of them are pretty darn close that, especially with some of the, because, just because of the quantity of the mail-in ballots that potentially would have to get re-voted or, or recounted. I mean, um, but I, I hear you, AJ. I think it's a, it's our duty as citizens um, to do that. It's kind of like jury duty, even though I think half, if not three quarters of the nation actually tries to get out of it. <laughs> I want jury duty so bad. I, that'll be a whole different conversation of my jury duty experience. You, you've done it? I was... I was called to do it and I actually like got called up into it and I, oh, it was, I did not want to be out of case because it was actually a murder case, Ooh. which for our area, again, is very rare, very, very rare. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that in another podcast, but <laughs> we'll 
so many stories. I think I have nothing to offer this world with my stories until like I go, oh yeah, that happened to me or that happened. Let them down. I should, but I don't think about them often when it's these kind of conversations that pull out the memory, Mm -hmm. pulls it out of that little portion of the brain. Um, So imagine if you had to like get segregated by how you voted going with your family or any family because every family is does not vote the same mm-hmm. nope you know where i love <laughs> that it can be secret um because that could cause some some arguments <laughs> but see that's what i love with the dynamic that we have as a household is we have different political views we can express our different political views, but we don't get mad at each other because we know at the end of the day, they're just our views and everyone's different. You know what I mean? And it actually does change our views a little bit too, because we could sit down at, a, at dinner and discuss what's going on and discuss our political views and put our two cents and think that and say why we think that that is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we're like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that dialogue is so important because even it's not going to necessarily change your vote. It just will cause you to possibly be, I think a lot of people less angry or less annoyed by it because you can see, I can see why someone would think that way. Right. It doesn't have to be our way, but I could see why the way that they were brought up or the area they lived in that they feel that way about certain topics. So I agree. I think that dialogue is, is really important. And, um, someone's pulling up. I don't know who it is. Um, but well, my, so my, all right, first I'm going to go back to remember I said, Marcus didn't go with me. We have voted as a family for the last seven years at this particular precinct. Mm -hmm. So he had to work. And I needed to go when I could go and he had to go when he wanted to go and it just felt wrong. And so I pull up, (laughs) we felt so wrong. And we have two precincts that vote at our church at the church that we go to. It's not our church, but the church that we have to go to. And I thought for sure I had that right precinct. So I stood in the longest of the two lines because I was like, no, that's my precinct. It's six. So I'm standing in line, standing in social distancing. I see some people I know. So again, I really feel like I'm in the right line. Mm-hmm. But I don't wave because you got the mask on and you don't want to be look like that weirdo. Like, hey, and them not know who I was. And then the lady was like, hey, I really like your shoes because they're sparkly. And I was like, oh, thanks. So she started talking to me. So it made the line go a little bit quicker. And um, she's like, I just love sparkly things because I only have sons. So I don't have any daughters to put sparkly things on. And I was like, oh, I only have a son too, blah, blah, blah. So I get up to the place. I fill out my thing. And you have to scan your license. And, you know, I just am so afraid of voter fraud this year because of everything that's going on. So I scan my license and they're like, we can't find you. And I'm like, I really want to vote. And when you scan your license, it's so loud. It's like, beep. And everyone's staring at you. And the lady's like, what's your middle name? I'm like, Anne. And she's like, oh, honey, you're in the wrong line. And people literally laughed at me. They literally laughed? They were like, ha ha! I was like, the people in line, not like the worker people. 
And I was like, either way, that's kind of hard. And I was like, you know what? I felt very confident about what line I got into, but you know, it's 2020. Anything can happen. (laughs) So I take my ballot or my little like piece of paper, my license. And she's like, you shouldn't have to wait in that line. You should be able to just go right up. So a gal was in front of me and I was like, I stood in the wrong line. Can I just like stand right here until there's a spot for me to go into this table's line? He's like, oh yeah. And then the lady was like, that's my dad. He needs to go before her. I was like, oh no, no problem. No problem. Famous last words of the disaster that happened. So he was hard of hearing. And so naturally, if you have a mask on, you can't hear. But he did an absentee ballot in his pocket so they wouldn't let him vote in person because that would be potentially two two votes. And he could not understand because one, he couldn't hear, and two, he was just ticked off. So just because he couldn't hear, everyone was yelling. And so it's in a church gym. So it's just all echoing because everyone else is very quiet. And I was like, where's the camera that's going to come out and be like, this is on like a <laughs> show. That's not the day to do that show. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm looking around all awkward and it was so bad. I mean, like, and there was already police in the parking lot. I think there was police at almost probably every station, I would assume. They're out there, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God, if the police come in, I could have been in and out already had I chose the right precinct line. But then you missed just, the show. Yeah, right, that's true, true. And he couldn't, so their solution was, you need to go to the township, have them void out your ballot, and then you can come here because we'll see that it's void because he just didn't trust the system. He needed to see it eating that machine. And he wanted, he was calling for the rules. He wanted to see the rules where it said that he couldn't do that. And I'm going, everything in my mind was like, it makes sense. You can't have two, two ballots. No. See what is interesting. Cause my polling location, as long as you would surrender your ballot over to them, they were allowing you to vote. They sent a couple people home that had absentee right. ballots at home so they actually go get it back and surrender it to the polling people. Interesting. That was not an option at this particular case. And I think mm-hmm. when I left, what they were doing was they were calling, because it wasn't at the township or whatever. So the township is the one who was supposed to void it mm-hmm. because that's where you went to turn into that absentee ballot. And I guess that was the hiccup. And they were trying when I left to figure out a way if, the township could just void it and they have it. But I don't know that they have a way to properly destroy the ballot at the polling location too. So I can see what it did make me realize is there's way more oversight to this election than I gave credit for. Yeah. So that was interesting. So it taught me that lesson, but it was interesting. But yeah, because I was, again, not with Marcus. There was a, I flipped it over and I was like, Not that he tells me how to vote, but on some of like the um, millages and stuff like that, like we we typically talk them over in advance and we didn't. Give a discussion. So research. Like the, it's like the uh, salt and vinegar potato chips. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I tend to merge with his views. Although till this day, he's telling me he's voting with the opposite person as me. And he's just, I think, doing it to get under my skin. Canceling you out. 
Mm -hmm. So I don't really know how he voted because we don't really talk about it. Like once we vote, we're kind of done with that. But yeah. boy, has he been triggering me this whole week. I have a family member that's pretty boisterous about their views. And they asked me one time and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you there, uh, family member. I'm probably canceling you out. <laughs> Which, at least there's a cancel, you know, and there's not close with this family member, but which I thought it was kind of weird they wanted to talk politics, but whatever. Hey, hey, it happens. It happens. So that was my voting um, experience. My shoes were complimented. I chose the wrong line, even though I was confident. It's, but you know what? Why would I not choose the wrong line? I do it every time I go grocery shopping. Oh, you're, yeah. Now, are you guys one of those that'll like get out of the line because you think another line's um, shorter? No, I just pick it and stick with and it commit. because I I know no matter what something's gonna shift, even if it's a smaller line. So because it's me, there will be a shift. It's gonna be a cashier change. The bagger has the machine to go goes up. down. The machine goes yeah. down. It's it's crazy how big of a. I don't know how my being does that. I don't know if it's because I have just more patience and the, the world is like. She can handle it. Yeah. If, if anyone's going to put up with it, she can. Although I went grocery shopping on Monday and the bagger was the worst bagger ever. Really? Those I'm hard on baggers. I'm not. I'm not hard on a bagger at all. I was the bagger for a long time. It was my first job at school. So like I, I, I expect certain a certain level of obsessive compulsiveness to how things are bagged. So just some random questions then for you. So should a toxic chemical be in with my food? No, absolutely not. Uh, Even if it's bagged by itself. Correct. Correct. Well, in my, I don't know if that's correct. That seems to be where my that gut goes. No, um, no, should a heavy canned good, several hand uh, heavy canned goods be in with my eggs? God, no. Amazing that they were, though. And then should um, meat be on top of, like, a big package of chicken be on top of my bananas? God, no. No, no, I no, mean, no, no, no. What just the some things. After the chicken goes down it. There are just some things that yeah, I can't handle. By itself, yeah, yeah. I, I even would tie the handles on the chicken. Which, it's interesting, it even ended up in a bag because he literally put my other meats just in the cart by themselves, not in a bag. Aaron, I just got an update. Check the election results. <gasps> oh my gosh, am I going to be able to handle it? Do I need to start like getting in the fetal position so. and rocking? I haven't uh, updated at 921. The only thing that switched, and this switched a while ago, I wasn't going to say anything. But nothing, nothing definitive but, yet. What do you got? What, what source are you seeing? Uh, this is off just the Google election results. The Association, <laughs> the Association Press, uh, so Biden has taken the lead in Michigan. That switched a while ago. We switched from oh, leading okay. red to switching blue um, early on in the conversation. Which I feel like that was expected, especially with the way that the the, um, it was it's 49.4 versus 49.1. So I, I'm curious to see how many votes were are left to be counted because they're all absentee at this point, which are definitely going to lean more Democrat. So I kind of expected that shift. Um, right. I, maybe, and, maybe not. 
Well, I agree. I agree. But I expected that a shift could happen because of it. Yeah, Michigan shifted like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I stayed up way too late. Y'all know I go to bed. So if I don't look as chipper as I'm sometimes looking, it's because I was up too late and up way too early checking on my Facebook. And I wish I just would have like went to bed because nothing happened. <laughs> I called. I was in bed by eight. <laughs> you know, I was surprised they called Florida so quickly. Like that, I was like, oh, that was nice that we at least knew that going in, but it's, it's down. It's oh, what a what a year! Yeah, we got Nevada, Alaska, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. I was talking to Owen yesterday because we were watching. He came in and spent some time with me while I was watching the, the several news channels that I that I watch because I just don't watch one. I, I like to see how both are interpreting the data. And he right. came and he was like, so like. When it gets to Alaska, like, do they even bother voting? <laughs> and I go, you know, it's true because sometimes there's been years in the past, often years in the past, that before their polls are even closed, we already know the winner. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Because it's such a, it's potentially a landslide. And I'm like, man, they really do get kind of robbed from yeah, the experience. Three electoral votes, so. Yeah, not for such a big state, isn't it interesting that that's all that it is? California has 55, Alaska well, has three. Uh, all off of um, population within the state. It's, which is a good thing. I mean, and I, I know there's a lot of people who don't believe in the electoral vote, but I do, I personally like not getting political, but I guess gonna get political. I just think if it wasn't for that, so much of our nation would be represented and so many things, there's so many different hurdles if you're in North Dakota than you have in New York City. So you have to have representation for mm -hmm. that. So I, I don't know, like, I'm not saying I love it. I just don't know how we can get rid of it. You know, I, I agree with you on that. And I had to talk to my mom about that today, what the Electoral College was and why we still have it. She's like, well, why don't we just go off the popular vote? And I go, well, if we go off the popular vote, Hillary would have won 2016. Biden would win mm -hmm. uh, this year. And you wouldn't have representation for the smaller states like North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, that kind of stuff. And you would have literally New York, Texas, and uh, California just yeah. be deciding everything for the country. Yeah. Well, I, it, I guess I had never seen the map of the popular vote of how that just that popular vote mm -hmm. on a map of the United States is so like, it's three areas and that it blew me away. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Um, and yeah, we could move there, but like, I don't want to move there <laughs> to have my vote count. No, exactly. And that's what a lot of people from California were doing to Texas. I was listening to Joe Rogan. Um, he did a live until like 11 o'clock, 11.30 last night. Um, and I guess what a lot of Democrats were doing was moving out of California over to Texas to try to flip Texas blue. Because if Texas was blue this election, Trump would have had no chance. Mm -hmm. Biden, it would have been a Biden landslide. It'll be, it's interesting. But you know what I find very fascinating is every 
that Ohio is such a predictor of who wins the election. This could be the first election in how many years that Ohio could, that theory could be wrong. The same with Florida, Ohio and Florida, you know, they're, don't they say well, like the person who wins Florida most likely will win the election? Aaron, you have the Google machine running. Can you type in, and I don't know how to ask it. Florida has 29 electoral votes. Ohio has 18. No, but how, how many, um, when's the last time Ohio did not predict the winner of the election? I, that's probably the wrong way to ask it, but it's like, I think in modern day history, Ohio has always been right on who the actual president is, but I, I think the, here it could be different. In the 31 <laughs> elections from 1986, Ohio has only oh, two misses in the general in. election. Well, here. We're recording our podcast. <laughs> Ivan's in the house. We have just um, a couple more minutes. <laughs> Ohio's only had two misses in the general election. It has the longest perfect uh, streak of any state voting for the winning presidential candidate in each election since 1964 and in 33 of the 37 held since the Civil War. So 45 times they voted for the winning candidate. Um, so there's something I mean, it's, it, it's an interesting statistic. That it really is. One only, state. only two misses since 80, or, excuse me, 1896. That's, that's, that's a long time. It's a good track record. A really good track record. I mean, if that was a that was a a table at Vegas. You'd take those odds any day. Oh, exactly. yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> For sure. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> Ivan's in the house. Hello, Say Ivan. Look at that handsome devil. Looking good. I just I got know. a notification that Andrew did a new TikTok video. I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> What's your handle, AJ? I was just going to say that you beat me to my, it. My uh, TikTok is AJLang13. Uh, that is also my Snapchat. And if you want to go look at my Instagram, that is Andrew underscore Lang underscore. Love it. Aaron, yours. And the Duke Realtor. On all Rock of them. Board. And mine is Amanda Ann Sharp across the board. At least I think it is. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, chaos is happening in the office, so we should hop off here. But I will see you guys in Zoom in a little bit. But thanks for tuning in, everyone. And I guess probably by the time this podcast hits on Friday, we hopefully will know the president, the next president of the United States. We'll see. <laughs> Go the way, people. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.